Moncrief on News Talk. Now, because they are subject to a number of international arrest warrants, Declan Buckley and Barbara Scully couldn't cross the border to be with us today, but they are back in the studio. Uh, good afternoon to you both. Sure, Sean, aren't we, we there are. with you in spirit, in beautiful Derry? You are there with me in spirit, yes, yes in beautiful Derry. So, uh, so brace yourself. Here's your first question. Okay. My girlfriend and I have been spicing up our love life recently. It came out of couples counselling, which I have to say I thought would be a slower way of us breaking up, but actually seemed to work. That being said, I worry my job is now on the rocks. Let me explain. One of the things that came up in therapy was our sex life is pretty boring. We both agree to spice things up by experimenting with different ways of communication. One of those ways is to send dirty messages to each other when we're apart. I messaged my girlfriend at work about wanting to, well, it was a fantasy we are exploring, where one of us is more dominant. This time it was me. I sent her the message and noticed she hadn't replied two hours later. The message was read, but no reply. Then I realised I'd accidentally sent it to my boss. Uh, They have similar names and I mixed them up. Now, I don't know what to do. It only happened yesterday and I'm freaking out. I since deleted the message, but like it's already been read. What would you do if you accidentally sexed your boss? I don't have a boss. (laughs) Uh, You have a pretend boss. I have a pretend boss. Look at, um, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and from some personal experience, sexting is fraught with exactly this kind of danger. It's like gossiping on WhatsApp messaging or text messaging with a friend. There is so many things that can go. It is so easy to fall into exactly the hole (laughs) that this guy has has fallen into. So uh, I do not endorse sexting as a way to spice up your love life at all. Um, But the upside of that the fact that it is so easy to fall into all kinds of trouble is that I would imagine that your boss um, doesn't really think that that message was meant for them. I would imagine they know exactly what happened, particularly if your boss knows what your girlfriend's name is, which is similar to the boss's. Um, So Mm. now, having said all that, literally just now, as you were reading that out, Sean, I thought of something else which didn't strike me the first time, which is the fact that this letter writer has said that the particular text was about a fantasy where one of us is more dominant and this time it was him. I'm now wondering (laughs) that perhaps he did say something that is not only um, like kind of seriously incorrect and scary, but, you know, could be Mm. interpreted in different ways. But anyway, all of that said, my advice still remains, which is do nothing. You know, you've deleted the message. It wasn't for them. I would imagine the chances are that they know that and that they won't refer to it. And I would imagine your boss might have had a bit of a giggle and has told various people about it but I don't think that it's a sackable offence so uh, my advice would be to as Elsa says let it go Oh, yeah. That's, she, that's your cue, it, could be, it could be open <laughs> to misinterpretation, though. If, 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 the, you know, yeah, if this person texted their boss and said, I want to truss you up like a stuffed pig, that, that, you know, they might think it's necessarily a sexual reference and yeah. whack you on, your, on, your, yeah. on your, your white buttocks. See, that's exactly the point here, is that, is that the, the, the guy who wrote the text, uh, the, the text and sent in the letter here to us is kind of thinking about it from his perspective, his embarrassment and his cringe about the whole situation. But the real issue is, 
what the person who received the text feels, what they perceive from the situation. Because as you point out, there's a couple of things that are going on. One, it's a work relationship, which not only is is under kind of um, social norms and considerations, it's also under workplace like rules and, you know, HR and all that kind of stuff. And sex to your boss. It's just not cool. Yeah. And it's also potentially, it is potentially yeah, problematic, it, yeah. you know, problematic in, in that way. But it's also the, it's also um, the way in which you handle the situation is is really critical here because I don't think you said Elsa let it go no I don't actually, think so actually I'm starting to realise that I think that in the situation where especially with your boss I think you have to refer to it I think you should refer to it um, you know kind of bashfully and and verbally as well. Don't put on, stop putting things in writing, people. Don't put things in writing. Oh, but it would be much harder. I mean, I'm thinking now, I will revise my advice. I think perhaps now that I've kind of realised what could have been said, because I'm such an innocent about these things. Of course, things, you know? you're innocent. Um, mm. I, so, so, you know, bearing in mind what Sean said about trusting you up and stuff. Um, surely, though, the answer is then just to send another text to the boss and say, really sorry, that wasn't for you. It was a joke with my girlfriend and leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. But that so, so this yeah. is exactly I think it. He should, he should face to face. Well, you know, it depends on what the relationship is and, and how often you see the person. But I think if you're going to see the person, making eye contact and being embarrassed and actually just facing it head on, because it could actually get to the part. It could escalate in a way that because if the language that was used, if there was a kind of dominant language that could actually be interpreted as you're actually sending it to the person you meant to send it to her. You know, you think you're the top girl, well, let me turn you into the... Bo- you know, whatever. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you oh know what God. I mean? No, not really. <laughs> Apologies for the people in Derry oh. from, from my <laughs> BDSM talk. Oh, they're way used to us up here. Yeah, so... That's true, though. Tommy Tiernan has a whole bit about, like, that, that you know, you say, you can say things when you're having sex, like, oh, you dirty girl, you like this, don't you, kind of thing. But, like, you wouldn't, like, say, it in the normal course of conversation. It's you yeah, can also say so things to your partner might, that you wouldn't say to anybody wouldn't. else yeah. in any situation, yeah. probably, yeah. you know. So um, God knows what I think the cauterizing this scenario really quickly is is one you have to acknowledge. Did you say cauterizing? Yeah, like as in like kind of just. You I know, know what cauterizing means. Oh, well, then why are you asking me if I bit, said it? It's just a bit like icky. Do you know, like I think of oh, <laughs> okay, wounds and yeah, things. So you don't let the wound fester. You don't let it fester. Yeah. You don't know whether it's infected. You don't know yeah. what's going on. But you do know that you've made that kind of, that there is a kind of a, there's a, a gouge there between you and your, in your <laughs> body. There you go boss. again. But surely just send it another text message saying, sorry, that wasn't for you. It was for the girlfriend ignore it is enough I think that's enough I don't think you have to go again I'm going to go back the door that, of the if, office. That, if that was you know your neighbour or your old school friend or whatever that's correct again there's a workplace ethic there's a whole different thing you don't know how things are but I'd worry that you're making it a bigger yoke if you land into knocking on the door of the office and saying can I have five minutes I but just need to talk to you about the can get sex. you into huge trouble you know imagine it was you accidentally sent it to somebody who was underage or you accidentally sent, you know what I mean there's loads oh, yeah. of ways in which the, the error the mortifying error albeit completely unintentional can be read by other parties as being way more serious and way more problematic so the best thing to do is to come out straight away kind of like Boris Johnson should have done come what? straight out and say I made, I made a mistake I'm not going to wait I'm not going to wait until I'm told I made a mistake I'm going to come out straight away Right. And, and you know, and hands it. up and go. That was oh, cringe. Yeah, you know. I'm, not, I'm not convinced about the doing it face to face. I think sending another message is probably the way to go. But I think the bottom line is, don't. Did did you ever do sexting and and it went wrong? 
I did. I've never. I've. I've definitely sent messages that were. I've. I've actually received really like messages that weren't intended for me. That were <gasps> people talking about me. Oh, to, you know, and it's oh. like oh, that's really embarrassing for everybody and very hurtful. Yes. But at the end of the day, you know, it happens, and you go, okay, fine. It doesn't mean I'm understanding. It doesn't mean I. I, I still. I have an opinion about the person that sent it to me. That that changed yeah. what I thought about them beforehand. That's. It, I just you know. think you shouldn't do sexting. It's too. It's too easy to fall into. I this think kind that of... the letter explained. The person explained why they're doing it, and they're. You know, they have it. They have ring a... the ring your girlfriend up and say dirty things to her on the phone. But at least you know it's her. Don't ring people up. Who are you, Barbara? They don't. <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs> okay. Twentieth oh, century of you, Barbara. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm getting my coat. Them. I'm why going. Fax them, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're bullying me again. Then. I know it's great. Yeah. Now what if? Now what if? You see, we don't know what job this fellow does. What if he's a, like a, a secondary school teacher and his boss is the head of? Yeah, the you see, this is what I meant. But everything is contextual. The, the, the boss is the head yeah, of what? It could be the principal. No, yeah. say his boss is a priest or something. Should they be know? well used to then, that kind of stuff? Probably. <laughs> well, Ed actually throws in a wrinkle there. He says, "What happens if he's suddenly promoted?" Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what be, yeah. Oh, it's a little weird. What would be Yeah. Or if his boss corners uh, him now, in, the, in the canteen, then yeah. you know, yeah, says, "I'm yeah. ready for you now, I, big boy." Have you got the whip? Would you now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the consensus on, on from the listener seems to be to just text him back and say, "Sorry, that wasn't meant for there you." There you go. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. agree with but that. If you I, want me I to give you a good thrashing at another time, yeah, making a appointment. Uh, right. Uh, the, I, the other night I decided to open the window in my bedroom as my husband had a few too many beers to celebrate Ireland's historic win over England. I didn't want to be inhaling his stinky beer breath and I didn't want to sleep in the spare room. Shortly after I'd gone to sleep I was awoken by my neighbour's barking dogs. I live out in the countryside and my neighbour lives two decent fields away and throughout the night they were barking at different intervals and keeping me awake. I suffer from menopause and during the summer I would like the opportunity to open my bedroom window and not be awakened by my neighbour's dogs. As most summer nights we have to keep the bedroom windows closed because these dogs bark nearly all night. A lot of my neighbours have one dog, maybe two dogs, and sometimes they join in together in unison with these particular barking dogs. How do I approach the neighbour with the barking dogs as they have a lot of dogs, especially big German shepherds? Please I I need help. I never thought living out in the middle of nowhere that I would have this issue. I would really love the luxury of being able to open my bedroom window all night and not be awoken by the neighbours barking dogs. Now, wait, do you have to uh, say about this now? Oh, look, yeah. my answer distills down to one concept, which is the fact that this person, um, menopause or not, is living out in the countryside <laughs> and animals exist in the countryside. So they need to get a, go- a good old grip of themselves because... It's not oh, cows that are mooing or sheep that are buying. You can't domestic control. dogs. It's noise. It's noise that is bothering you and you're kind of going... But like, it's not to do with the countryside. It's okay, Barbara. Let, 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 what is it to do with? <laughs> no, but you can have dogs in the city or in the suburbs as well as in it's the countryside. The neighbors, dogs. Yeah, so it's not to do with living in the countryside. That's all I'm saying. Okay, carry on. Okay, well then, why don't you tell me what it's about, Barbara? <laughs> since you've already decided. Let, and then I'll no, I mean, her point is, you could be living in Drumcondra and have this yes, issue. Thanks. That's, oh, you know, oh no, yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, of course that's it is. Said. So yeah, the, uh, but that's what I mean. So, okay. She, the, the letter Sorry, writer yes. is the one who referred to the fact that they can't believe that they have this yes. problem and they're living in the countryside. To which I'm saying that. Okay, really, but actually, I think you're more likely to hear animal noises if you're living in the countryside. You might not hear vehicles and bin lorries and whatever, but you still might hear noise. Opening the windows and having the outside world come into your 
quiet sanctum is uh, is like a luxury that, you know, what I'm trying to say is, it, I think there's something a little bit kind of unreasonable about the perspective that you can control the outside environment to suit your, like, what you want it to be, particularly when it's to do with noise and stuff. Uh, and I think maybe the actual problem that you're feeling isn't actually about the dogs and the German Shepherds and those specific neighbours. It's to do with just your general comfort and your feeling and all that kind of stuff. And that maybe there's another way you can handle that situation. Barbara, you're looking at me like you're going to kill me. So I think maybe let me hear your wisdom so I can scrutinise that. No, but I mean, no, I mean, first of all, I loved this letter because there was so much in it. Like there's Ireland's historic win over England. There's the husband's stinky breath. There's barking dogs, specifically German shepherds. There's two decent fields. And there's the fact that she suffers from menopause, which is the first thing I want to say. You don't suffer from menopause. It's not a permanent condition. Um, But yeah, I mean, look, I'm... as I was as I was trying to make the point, I don't think the barking dogs is specifically to do with the fact that she's living in the country. You can have, you know, wherever there's people, there are dogs. Um, dogs shouldn't be barking all night. That is the other thing. Bar- jo- dogs generally don't be barking for the crack. They're barking at something. And I would think that if they're Maybe barking... Maybe it's a fox or a yeah, ferret. That's or exactly a, yeah. it. Yeah. So that's <laughs> exactly it. I know. And I, that's what I meant. And it's out in the country that so you can't control that. It can't, the, it's not like bring the dog inside and maybe the dog is actually barking for a technical reason which is to protect the hens inside the henry. Yeah, and it's well, actually, maybe. you know, hello, you're but living in the, the countryside. Dogs, like, Cows don't be mooing generally in the middle of the night and donkeys don't be braying generally in the middle of the night and dogs barking in the middle of the night are barking for a reason. So I would think that she is within her rights to perhaps gently approach the neighbours and ask if they could bring the dogs in at night if the dogs genuinely are barking all night long. And one set of barking dogs will set off another set of barking dogs nearby. So, you know, I kind of accept that argument. Um, But the other thing, you know, that may be received okay or it may be like will you go out of that me dogs have always lived outside and you know nobody's ever had a problem so on you go mm-hmm. in which case then I think close your window and invest in a fan a bedside fan absolutely essential piece of kit for any woman going through menopause you need a bedside fan um, the other thing that, that dawns on me is I, I, I don't obviously live in the middle of the countryside um, I live in the middle of suburbia where we have different ambient noises as you alluded to in the middle of the night but any time I have been in the middle of the countryside particularly in spring or summer and I've left a window open because I do like to leave a window open when I'm asleep I wake up to a million and a half flies up the wall usually um, so there's other Ooh. things that, yeah yeah no if you're never Never experienced that, no? Have you never experienced that? You no. know, if you're reading at night... Oh, Is there anything yeah. dead in your bedroom? <laughs> yeah, God. It must be my husband. It's not me. Does he, does he have beer breath for any Because maybe it's oh, the yeah, beer breath. Maybe it's that. <laughs> Did you never have that? It happens, well, happens. If you leave the light on and no, the window if you're reading, open... Yeah, if yeah. you're reading in bed they and you come, have a little yeah. light on they and do, you left... Yeah, sure. And the next thing you look and the whole wall is full of these little tiny weeny flies. Yeah. And that's not and great. And the mosquitoes. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, and that's not great. So, um, you know, maybe and also the the dawn chorus where you you know you hear actual birds Birdies. singing and stuff like that but that's nice well maybe not to our letter writer who might just not like noise and that's the whole point is that they, there's a sensory thing going on for this person who just doesn't want a certain noise from outside coming in to the way that they want it do and you know that 75% of the birds in the world now are chickens they're chickens <laughs> <laughs> they are fact of the day 75% David Attenborough okay. said that wow. 75% of the birds now are domestic birds mainly chickens wow. poultry like so most of them are chickens 
They'd wow. wake up early in the morning. Well, not the chickens, the other lad. The rooster. Cockadoodly do. Yeah. 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 That's fascinating. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that, Barney. Dominic You're says, welcome. a country or not, barking dogs are uh, at night, not on. Your panel is way off. Oh, well, no, so I said that. No, I said that. And now, we, she hasn't actually said the dogs are outside anyway. They must the dogs be. could be just barky dogs. I know. I think if they're two fields away, they've got to be outside. You wouldn't hear a dog barking inside a house two fields away. Two so decent I tell you, fields you'd hear away. mine. Well, it's, you, know, you know, it's like any form of noise. Though. If you're in the city and there's, there's noise that's bothering you, there's only a certain way in which you can do something about the noise. The kind of antisocial aspect of it is only covered by certain, you know, regulations and rules and laws. And, and, and even, like, if you've got noisy neighbours living next door to you, there's only a certain amount of thing you can do, um, you know, you, the recourse yeah. to, to, like, getting the guardie involved is quite limited. So... You know, it's down to a kind of a, like respectful thing, and, and, and it's I, that level of kind of you know, you know, finding a way to live, live with, together in these fields. But I think that that's I think that's something that you're probably more conscious of when you're living in the city or in the suburbs that when you've neighbours literally on your doorstep. Mm-hmm. Like we we have a dog who's a big dog and he has a big crate, but he, I put him to bed like a budgie in a cage where I have to put a yoke <laughs> over his crate at night so he can't right. see out because we foxes who come into the garden at night and he'd go nuts. and he'd just start barking. And I'm aware of the neighbours, but if he doesn't see them, he'll bark maybe once or twice but then he'll stop because he can't actually see what's going on. Uh, but you do have that responsibility. If your dogs are barking all night, uh, you do have to, you know, you do have to be conscious of the people around you, even whether they're two fields away or not. But I do feel they're probably outside and I honestly think dogs shouldn't be outside anyway, but they're probably working dogs, yada, yada. So they don't want them to be spoiled by bringing them indoors. But yeah, they're keeping and, the neighbours awake. It, it, that's it, not fair. If dogs are inclined to bark, it's very hard to stop them barking, especially... If they're, you know, because you know the way a dog can hear anything. Yeah. Uh, and they're hearing things we're not hearing and reacting to them all the time. And, and they're barking with the purpose, countryside perhaps, in a weird yeah. way is kind of noisy. Yeah. So there's yeah. not much you can do. But I mean, Mel I... has a solution. Okay, great. Oh, good good, good uh, Mel. Mel, great. Mel says, Let's hear uh, uh, Mel. Tell, her to kid- tell her to kidnap the dogs, put them in her garden and see her neighbour likes <laughs> having dogs barking from two fields away. When she ends up in court for dog napping, she can claim insanity by virtue of menopause. Right, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. Can you be, is insanity my menopause a thing, Barbara? Um, possibly. <laughs> I think possibly, but I don't think so. But I also don't think... But could, think, could her irritation be, because it's like, it's like she's, okay, the dog's she's barking now focused annoying, on but that. she's also going through the, she's also going through the menopause. So there's a lot of stuff going on for the poor woman. Lads, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like the menopause is, you know, the menopause. I I don't really understand. I understand why she wants the window open because she gets hot at night, but I don't understand how it makes her hear more dogs than no, a I, woman I, who I, wasn't I, going through menopause. Yeah, or, or like, you know, like a highly strong person like me who yeah. might just focus and become really irritated by that thing that you can't control and you go nuts over because you can't control it and then it becomes an all-consuming yeah. a lack of control thing, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I meant when I very first started talking about this. So I feel that... What this person's best solution isn't to confront somebody else about their dogs, which may or may not be barking for reasons that are legitimate or not, two fields away, but instead to try to find a way to be at peace with the, the, the barking with dogs. The, yeah. Maybe turn the, the, you know, the, the barking dogs into a beautiful act. <laughs> Or earplugs or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are suggesting that kind of thing. 
Yeah. That'd be the only solution. Yeah. I saw during the week that Irish people are big mad cokeheads and heard it on the radio somewhere that we are one of the top users of it in the world. I can't say it really surprised me because it's always been on the table since I started going out 10 years ago. Sometimes I go out and don't drink or do coke, but it actually got me thinking. I can't have fun at the weekends without cocaine. Am I a drug addict or just young and having fun? It seems like everyone else is doing it and it's not a big deal. Obviously, Barbara, this is your area of expertise. Okay, you've said that and he said that as we came into the studio before we went on air. That's totally ageist nonsense. I think you're, you're both confusing yeah. cocaine with ketamine. <laughs> That's, Barbara's, Barbara's more a ketamine kind of gal. She's a huge K-head. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Okay, I will put my hands up and say I haven't a clue. I've never had coke. I've never seen anybody do coke I've probably been with people who've done coke but um, I know nothing about coke um, so I have no clue um, but I will say that if you can't if, if this person's saying that they can't actually have fun at the weekends without being coked up or equally if you can't have fun without being drunk I would suggest you need to look at that. I, I would suggest that that's not healthy. Um, and so I would suggest you need to look at that. But I will absolutely uh, bow to my um, my colleague here's probably vaster knowledge of life in general. I'm not saying yeah. cocaine, but life in general, Declan. And I'd like to hear what you have to say about this. No, but I, I think it was interesting, though. Uh, this, this, this area is quite is quite messy and it's big. And, and it is true that there's, there's the use of cocaine is massive in this country. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of younger people and they're younger users, not because of their age, it's because that's when you're out socialising and doing the kind of, you know, going on the session, all that kind of stuff when you're younger. You don't tend to do that when you're my age. So um, so drug use tends to happen among younger yeah, people. That's okay. what I'm saying. Uh, th- look. Th- but th- is cocaine not really expensive? Like how do very, like how do young people who are just in their first jobs are still at college afford Alcohol it? is really expensive. And, oh, okay. and, and so this is, this is exactly the point I was going to get onto. Um, obviously, there's a legality issue, which we're just going to, yeah. swipe off the table that's full of cocaine and just leave it there for a moment. <laughs> um, the, the issue about this is that when people are using any form of social, uh, you know, drug, and I mean the, the word drug in its broadest sense, which includes cigarettes and alcohol. includes, uh, you know, alcohol and whatever else that people are doing to kind of get them through the night. Um, some of it is legal, some of it is not. Neither of the legality of it isn't necessarily a reflection on, on how much people are using or how bad it is for them. That's, you know, that's, you know, there might be social consequences and all that, but we know there are social consequences from alcohol that may or may not be worse or better than the consequences from cocaine use or whatever. What we do know is the, the, the usage of cocaine is, is massive. That that's what they're telling us. They're saying that, that it's rampant across the country. So that, that, what that means is that there's this whole illegal drug use thing that's happening in all of our towns around that people are involved I wish our with. listeners could see your hand signals at the moment because I'm not entirely following them but they're impressive. I, I use my hands a lot. Is it under the carpet? Code. Is that what you're I'm saying? Under, under the, the carpet. carpet. Yeah, so like it's it's kind of unbeknownst to the... Like, the, you know, the Vintners Federation of Ireland aren't involved in the cocaine distribution around. It's not it's not happening legally under the... It's yes, not being taxed. It's not all, you know, whatever. Uh, so w- w- what I'm trying to get to is the fact that this, like, even though it's illegal, a lot of people are using it. Uh, is it automatically? Does that make you a drug addict if you're using it? Well, automatically, are you a drug addict because you drink a pint at the weekend? No. So there's a kind of you know, are you doing something illegal, but you're not necessarily an addict? So there's two different things happening here. One is the conversation around addiction, and the other is the conversation around par- participating in something that is 
not condoned by society legally and yet it's still happening and it's also maybe kind of prompting all kinds of, you know, drug gangs and criminality in that sense. So there's a, you know, it's that whole conversation about where there's some What do you think about what he said about the fact that he said he can't have fun at the weekends without cocaine? Is that not a red flag? Well, well, I can't have fun at the weekend without a glass of wine. Can you not? No, I I can, of course. But what I mean is, (laughs) no, I'm just saying that somebody, a lot of people say that. A lot of people would say, I can't go out the weekend without having a drink. But is that not the point of his letter? He's saying, I can't have fun at the weekends. Am I a drug addict or I'm, am I just having fun? I know, but that is it. You're, you're right. But that, that you, you actually said it straight away, which is the fact that that's the only bit that, that interests me in the whole letter. It isn't about the whole the yeah. drugs and I know nothing about drugs and I've never tried drugs. That's irrelevant. You, automatically, if anything that you do in life... Um, you have to kind of if you have to add something into the mix in order to, to be able to do it that's then that's good. a problem yeah so, so he, he has he a problem has a, he has a problem if okay. he, yeah. he yeah. has a problem yeah. okay we've, we've got a unanimous verdict yeah he has a problem okay he but, has a problem but, or it's something he needs to consider about yeah, yeah, yeah I remember once Henry did a Henry did a report on, on drugs and uh, he did uh, interview a chap down around the boardwalk who said uh, um just so you know, if you ever take cocaine, there isn't any cocaine in this country that hasn't been up somebody's ass at some point. So it's <laughs> something worth considering. Why does everything Barbara come and Declan, thank you both very much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.